good morning good afternoon good evening and welcome to another episode of the blacksmith's furnace with myself pete and my light do you know i found it i found it strange mm. that like you pressed record and then you reached out for the for the thing. For the <laughs> so there's like a, a short little, pause yeah, yeah, yeah. before anyone starts speaking. I'll edit it, I'll edit it. Nah, but I'll actually, no, it. no one will notice because the song overlays oh, okay. before we start. Ah. Yeah. So normally the song's still kind of going whilst we're... Good That's morning, how you know I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I will be the bigger man. I'll be the more mature Christian. I'll be the one sitting closer to heaven, uh, to Christ when we die and say that our good friend Robert could not make it probably for the best of reasons because uh, we believe the best of him and uh, we just wish him the very best today that he is taking leave for personal reasons we recognize and acknowledge that his reasons are probably um, most certainly good reasons and we wish him the very best if pride had a face right <laughs> now <yeah. laughs> My mate, my mate, Ufoma, shout out to Ufoma. She was like, she, 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 she pointed this out to me that when Christians act holier than thou, mm-hmm. it's the most stupid thing, like <laughs> saying, I'm more humble than you. Yeah. It's like, well, no, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> like, as a Christian, you can't take that stand. <laughs> but nah, nah, yeah, Robert couldn't make it, obviously. Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> And by saying I did, Moses made a long trek to my house so that we could record and hear a baby crying in the other room <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, sorry, not sorry. Yes. Who's on? I think we should throw each other a question. I, I was thinking that as well. Um, do you want to go first? No, you can go first. I see you reaching for your I, phone. I, I, I feel phone. you got some heat. <laughs> you, have, you haven't been on for a while, so I feel you're packing some heat. <laughs> Not, not even I've just got a, a list yeah uh, where is it yeah sorry not sorry um oh no go for it so I wrote this list a long while ago and I think I deleted some and I haven't replenished it and the one I have left I feel like it's too easy um but I'll throw it anyway um in current Christendom there is a lot of picking and choosing um, what laws or what aspects of the Bible we apply, mm. especially with some people not actually even being literate of the whole Bible. Mm. I say some people, I'm not literate on the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably, there will be aspects I'm not mm. applying. What do you say to such people if, you know, we are doing that and sometimes doing that more intentionally than mm. than um, otherwise? Read your Bible, pray every day. Um, yes, that. Um, one one thing that I will say, I I definitely agree with you. I think um, we've become a lot more selective Mm. as to what elements we kind of pick and choose. We've become like relativity has set into how we take the Bible. Mm. Um, And I think there's... So, so sometimes it's because there's like so many different schools of thoughts um, mm. which again comes from oh well this is what I thought and it's yeah. like relativity rather than mm. um, actually looking at the full spectrum of the word and mm. even if you don't know the full spectrum of the word but 
striving to work in a way that stays in line with the fullness of God's word as you ha- as you as know. Yeah, yeah, at that point. Um, and obviously, the more you know, the more you be judged by it. Well, the more that you be held accountable to, and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Um, so there's that reality in which if you only know John 1, then you can only live by that. Yeah. But there's an onus on us to acquaint ourselves with the word, to mm. grow in maturity, to grow in knowledge of the word. Um, it's, I think it's First Peter that says, um, God has given us everything pertaining to godliness in the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. And that we can only really have that by engaging with the word. Yeah. And if God has given us everything mm. pertaining to living a life of godliness in like, um, in, in knowing Jesus, then it's like, we now have a responsibility to know Jesus. Jesus yeah. And mm. yes, it's not just in studying the word, but in actually having a personal relationship where you pray, where you actually engage with the spirit and stuff. And so it's being spirit led mm. rather than just being knowledge led. Mm. Um, but the spirit, won't lead you in a way that's contradict that will contradict the word and so that's one way in which you get to almost a a litmus test Mm. for when you believe that the spirit is leading you to do something like if you see a girl on the street and you believe that the spirit is leading you into that situation you'd be like all right cool like what what are we saying yeah um and this this is just like one example plucked from the air but it's just, um, yeah. So I feel like we need to grow in knowledge of the word. We need to grow in our relationship with God and grow in sensitivity to being led by him. But I know that there are people who are doing it intentionally. Mm. And so we we need to be able to, we need to be able to grow in discernment of when um, things aren't necessarily in alignment. Mm. But learning how to handle that with a sense of maturity and a sense of love and edification rather than just condemnation, mm-hmm. rather than just pulling somebody up on being wrong for the sake of doing that mm. rather than seeking to bring about correction even if it's not for them but for those who are kind of following them mm. um, and doing that in a loving manner um, but yeah I think we, we do live in a in a society where there's a lot of agenda yeah. around different people's perspectives and they almost try to look for proof texts within the Bible to support that agenda yeah. um, and for that, I'll just say we need to submit to the Bible mm. rather than submitting the Bible to our agenda. Mm. Um, mm. And if we submit to the Bible, we need to submit to the entirety of the Bible, um, not just the passages that we like. Because like. um, God has seen fit to reveal himself throughout the entire narrative of the mm. Bible, the entire biblical narrative. And so we can't reject the God of Exodus mm. whilst accepting the God of Deuteronomy. Yeah, Like it's the exact same so. God. So we can't necessarily do that. Um, mm. So yeah, my f- submit to the Bible, submit to the Word, um, grow in knowledge of the Word, and grow in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Good answer. I, I felt it was too easy. <laughs> I need to replenish my list. I've got a list. <laughs> I'm gonna throw to you what I threw to um, Simi. Simi last week regarding women in ministry. Ah, what was Simi's response? Because I read it, I, I listened to it. I, th- I felt she gave a good response. She I did. Can't remember, I can't remember exactly what it was. But okay, no. So ask ask the question. Third question out. So, um, what is your take? And I'm gonna I'm gonna le- um, have it specifically 
to the church. So mm. I know that with Simi, I expanded it to the world to and the CEOs yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And even to the house. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to yeah. have it specifically to the church. Yeah, um, yeah. Just for some, I realized that that question was very broad and yeah, it had a lot yeah. of different branches. Yeah. So I'm going to try and make a bit more specific. Yeah. So women leading mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, carry on. What's, yeah. what's your thoughts on yeah. that? I like the fact that you <laughs> specified for me because I, I remember what Simi said now and I like to answer. I would have challenged her some bits, but no, nah, I like mm. her answer because um, I think she equated the culture. She she equated it to the culture of the church mm. and, and to recognizing the need for the voice, but then not necessarily um, not necessarily from a strictly biblical point of view. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. But when you say leading, so examples that were given in the Bible of women leading, mm-hmm. um, more often than not, were in spite of the men, if that makes sense. So Deborah, when she led as a judge, Mm -hmm. she said to the guys, like, no, you need to come with me. Otherwise, all the glory will go to the guys, Mm. which was, within that culture, a big deal. Mm -hmm. So God using a female judge was, in in the grand scheme of things, an indictment to the men of the time Mm. and to the men of of that of that mm-hmm. generation because you guys have dropped the ball to the extent yeah. that God's taken a woman mm. to usurp. Okay. Yeah. And and again it's not it's not then to to say the woman was secondary, but in the same way God uses the foolish to confound the wise, mm. he used that situation to indict the men for not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. And I, I, when I was listening, because I often end up talking to the radio <laughs> or talking to the talking to the phone as I'm listening, I was saying there's a reason why um, the Bible has so clearly defined, uh, you know, in the New Testament, in the Old, mm. that the man is the head of the home, mm. the woman is the help meets, not necessarily the sidekick or the assistant, yeah. but she has a role. Mm-hmm. The role of the leader, the role of the person whose head should roll if something goes wrong is the man. Mm-hmm. The role of the woman is different. Yeah. Not to say better or worse, but different. Mm. So in the church where um, the church is supposed to, or, or the church does exemplify um, God's order, God's hierarchy as well, mm. I think there is issue with a woman leading the church. Mm. Now, the issue isn't necessarily that it's right or wrong, but the issue is, I think, sometimes an indictment to the men there. Mm. Um, and I think there's a difference. Okay, so let me let me also add this, that there's a difference between leading a church and ministering in a church. Okay. You can have a woman that's blessed with um, the gift of teaching, mm-hmm. with the gift of apostolic... Um, Ad- administration or what, yeah. whatever you know and they can minister in their roles yeah. they can very well minister in their roles but when it comes to leading that church mm-hmm. I think if there's a woman leading God's indicting the men that's there and a woman leading the church a woman being the head of the church um, I think you even made that point of how she's submitting to her husband at home how are they working that out? Mm. Um, which is none of my business. But I think the order that God's described in the Bible mm-hmm. is that the leader of the church, the 
face, not the face, not even the face of the church, but the leader, the spiritual leader, yeah. the person who's God going to come and ask the questions mm. should be a man. And if it's a woman, there's nothing wrong with that, except for, I think maybe God is saying something to the men there mm. that maybe you guys need to, I, I don't know what it could be, but I feel like God is saying something to the men there mm. when there's a woman in charge. Okay. The same way if, um, actually don't not give that because that will <laughs> that will dig a bigger hole. But I think that's the that's the image that's been portrayed throughout. Mm. Now, influence is not necessarily only for the head. Mm-hmm. Sarah submitted to her husband, called him Lord, mm-hmm. and yet Sarah was the one that said go into yeah. Hagar, yeah. and the same one, the one that said sack Hagar. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she had that influence Mm -hmm. her husband you know submitted to submitted to her um and so i don't think that having that title of headship or leadership means you overrule everything Mm. or that if a woman doesn't have that title of it that she can't influence or she can't make decisions or whatever Mm. but i think that there is it's 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 the way god made it (laughs) And I think that if God's designed it as such, then even though he very well does use women and he will when he wants to and he can and I have no qualm with it. I can't. Mm. Who am I to have a qualm with it? (laughs) But I feel like where in a church there is a woman leading that maybe God is saying something to the guys there. And not to go and usurp her, but that. God is saying something to the guys there. That's that's how I feel about it. You'll see a guy just cut off her mic. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Shut up, go and ask your husband. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And and I will I will say, you know, Paul saying that was for a specific yeah. group of people for a specific reason. Um they were bringing disorder in the church. There was ulterior motives other yeah. than just I want to preach or I want to speak in tongues. Yeah. It was it was it was a different situation. So that's not even what I'm referring to. Yeah. I'm referring to Paul saying man is the image of God, woman mm. is in the image of man. Actually, I'm referring to something yeah, along in those terms lines. of Corinthians, just to kind of like add some context. I I heard, so I haven't like done personal contextual studies myself, but um, what I heard was within city of Corinth, there was a temple that was presided on by just females, mm. and their their deity was a female, was a goddess, yeah. mm. and so the whole priest priesthood for that deity was all female so yeah. it was priestesses I, I want to say Asherah but I, I'm not sure Pret- yeah yeah. and then yeah. they almost tried to emulate yes. that in, yeah. the, in the church yeah. and it was just like you can't serve yeah. God in the same manner in which you served yeah. another deity yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah just bringing yeah. about total reform and restructure to just emphasize that like you're serving God now yeah. you're not serving the what, what you what you used to serve before yeah. so yeah um, I, I find it uh, yeah I find it interesting that I do like your your take on it. I have heard people say and using Deborah as almost like the the advocate for women mm. in leadership rather than an indictment against men. So it's interesting to, mm. to see that mm. and it's like when when we go through um biblical like story, like Adam and Eve. Obviously, God gave the commandment to Adam, and so when they when after the fall, he went straight to Adam. Yeah. Um, Abraham and Sarah, he went to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac and Rebecca and Le- he went to Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jacob, he went to Jacob. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's there's, there's like an, I know that in terms of Samson, he went to Samson's mom, mm-hmm. um, and then 
they didn't believe and like the white husband didn't believe stuff like that and also in terms of um John the Baptist, mm-hmm. he went to Zechariah yeah. first, but in terms of Jesus, he went to Mary first. first yeah. But then he went to um, Joseph afterwards to confirm that, yeah. yes, this is of me, stick yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, Jesus mentioned the resurrection to females first, who yeah. then spread the word yeah. initially. Yeah. And so, arguably, it's like after the resurrection, they were the first apostles who had seen him yes. and carried his message. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's almost that commissioning there. But yeah. but even then, the commission was then handed over to men to go continue. Mm. Mm. So there's that interesting trait where it's yeah. just like, almost like even when women are given that power, it's almost passing the baton onto the men right afterwards. Mm. Um, and it isn't something that's perpetuated. Mm. And whenever there is a woman seen in leadership is almost in conjunction or in partnership with either their part their husband mm. or with another man mm. predominantly their husband and so they're almost in ministry together as a couple mm. um not saying that her husband then validates her but it could be seen as that within mm. the biblical narrative mm. so yeah it's it's very interesting um and i don't know if again there's almost like an agenda in mm. which in trying to fight against the patriarchal perception of the word mm. we're pushing so far. So it's almost like um gender equality. Yeah. We're pushing so far to yeah. make a point yeah. that we we've almost crossed the boundaries a little bit. So I, mm. I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that that's what's happening. Mm. Um, but I'm just it's just interesting reflecting on it. Yeah. I think I cuz I, I did want to add exactly that as well um and say that you know the fact that like the fact that God's every action is so intentional. Mm. And the fact that the resurrection was revealed to women first, um, the fact that um, I think it's Rhoda that first even saw that Peter had been released. Mm, um, I yeah. wanted to tell the others, uh, and you, you look at Deborah, you look at Ruth, mm-hmm. like women aren't second class nah. at all. And I think the problem with, as you said, what the patriarchy has done now is to say man is head is to say woman is tail. Mm. But then that's not what the Bible is saying. And, and that's not what um, that doesn't have to be the case. So when I when I no, it says yeah. Um, if I am to say yeah, no, women leading is an indictment to the men. That's not to say women aren't qualified to lead or they're not worthy to lead. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that from the presentation of the Bible and the order that God has designed it to be. This is how it. This is how it's mm. presented, and I think there's something to mm. men, men, men accepting that mm-hmm. and living, recognizing that. That I think will put things in order. Yeah. Do you know what? As as we were talking, I literally just felt just like, what do we classify as leadership? Mm. What yeah. do we what like what do we view leadership as? Is it the guy who's in front or doing whatever? Because it's like in Proverbs thirty one, the Proverbs thirty one woman, mm-hmm. she is said to lead her household. Mm. Oh. Huh. Oh, that's gonna be a word study for me. <laughs> it's yeah. said, she's yeah. said to lead her household. Yeah. Mm. And it's very much like she is commended for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's commended for leading her household. Mm. But at the same time, it doesn't usurp her husband's leadership because he is still respected yeah. amongst the elders at the city gates. Yes, yes, that's very true. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. And so it's very much like, what notion of leadership we are have? we currently working with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first one to make me think that actually was Robert's pastor. Mm. Um, I believe Pastor Emma? Yes. Yes. Um, so. Because what, when she, cause she's got a, a different view on it um, and a view on the interpretation of scripture and mm. as it applies, which, which I found very illuminating of that fact mm. of that. When we say head of the house or when we say leader, what do we actually mean? Mm. Um, so you bringing that up actually gives me a, a pathway to go and do like a little word study on that mm. and, and, and see but yeah oh, no, I like this because yeah. yeah it's just uh, when mm. those nuggets just drop mm. just drop yeah mm. thank yeah, you I'm gonna, I'm gonna be studying that as well uh, that's interesting so did we survive sorry not sorry I think we did yeah I, I was happy with your answer yeah um, alright so going on to what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. a couple of things and I wasn't sure up until we actually hit record and I saw a pathway so the first thing, um, which way do I want to go? All right, Pride Month last week, or Pride Week, or Pride mm-hmm. whatever last week. Um, so they did like a protest, um, and I do protest in inverted commas. Um, and there was a big rally, you know, whatever. There's rainbows all over the place. Mm-hmm. My question to you, I guess, to start the conversation is... Um, if so, we we as black people have commanded the use of the word of the N word. Mm-hmm. We've claimed it as our own, not claimed it as our own, but we've recognized its origin. Mm-hmm. And if you use it and you're not black, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we've we've stated this word means this to us now, and no one has any say over it. Yeah, we're Pride Month. They've taken the rainbow mm-hmm. and repurposed it as some sort of emblem for the gay community. Mm. Why are we as Christians okay with this, considering what the rainbow is mm. in Christianity? Yeah. Covenantal declaration of God's protection over us and like his and promise to never destroy yeah. the earth again with water. I think. I do think that part of uh, our reluctance is due to us not being in agreement as to our view okay. on what is being used for. Mm. So there's a lot of division around homosexuality and the gay agenda and LGBT mm. within the church. Mm. And so... I think part of that is due to the lack of uniformity in what we present. But even if we, which you're you're completely right, there's some Christians who claim to believe that it's okay to be gay Mm. or that it's part of, you can be a Christian and be gay, be actively involved in a gay relationship, in a homosexual relationship. Mm. but even if we don't agree on that, surely we can agree on what the rainbow is supposed to mean. Yeah. And also, I think Christian icons, so mm-hmm. like 
iconographs, whatever. Okay, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. Sy- um, symbols mm-hmm. within the Bible yeah. has been taken and misrepresented and misused over and over again. So even like, this isn't necessarily biblical, but the sign of the fish. Yeah. Um, they've, <laughs> there's a version of it with like tadpole legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also- like I tell Je- get people who have that on their car. <laughs> and then we've got Jesus pieces. Yeah. Where it's, it's actually the head of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's like so many different, and even um, we've got the Ankh version of the cross. What's no, the Ankh version? Ankh, so Ankh's the Egyptian. So it's, it's the one with the loop. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, is that supposed to be a cross? I thought that was like a different thing altogether. So it's very similar. It is very similar. Very yeah, similar. yeah, yeah. And so like... Oh, but no, but that's on Catholic garments, isn't it? Egyptology. Uh, okay, okay. So if Catholic, if, if it's on Catholic, then... Uh, there's something on Catholic garments that looks like it. So there's, there's, there's a, a Celtic. There's right. a Celtic. Is it Celtic or Celtic? Regardless. Celtic or Celtic yeah. cross. Right. which um, was appropriated from the Irish culture. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I might be mistaken, but my understanding of um, St. Patrick mm-hmm. was that he was a slave um, in Ireland, left Ireland, became free, and had a burden to go back to Ireland to um, evangelize okay. those people. And when he went, he they were, they were into like... Um, into like Celtic, was it Celtic or like very pagan sort? Of, it was, pagan. Right, yeah, yeah. But they were using like very um, earthbound symbols and stuff like that, and mm. he appropriated that and almost infused Christi- uh, Christianity. Christianity onto it. Okay. To kind of show them that what they're looking at almost pointed towards something else. So it's almost like okay. Paul, mm. but it was like to the unknown God, yeah. pointed much yeah. further. So they were worshiping trees okay. and nature. And I was saying, even the trees and the nature that you're worshiping is pointing towards okay. something mm. further. So like the, um, the little three part um, circle thing in, that they use in Charmed, mm. it's mm. a Celtic, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And yeah, even yeah. he used that as a description of the Trinity. <laughs> it's kind of sad that I, I know what you thought. <laughs> as soon as he said charmed, I was like, oh yeah, I yeah, know yeah. exactly what that is. It's, like it's on the Book the, of Shadows. Sorry. He used that as a description of the Trinity to kind yeah. of show the like the infinite nature of their... Right, so, right. So he was kind of using what, to, mm, what they're using already mm. to, to the, uh, explain that. And it, there's been a lot of borrowing cross-culture, right. a lot of borrowing cross-religions um, and stuff. And I think... We've been laxed in how other things have been taken. Mm. And I think this has just been an extension of that. Like that. And there's there's almost... I heard something about the colours are not in the same order. Um, oh, but that's, that's a minute, yeah. nitpicky yeah. sort of mm. thing where it's just yeah. like, oh, it's not, it's not really a rainbow. The colours aren't in the okay. right order. There's something to help someone... Well, yeah. something to help me sleep at night. I'll, um, I'll check it. But yeah, it's, it is a weird one because it, it's... It's like it's almost as, as if the church is sitting thinking how to respond when the world is still carrying on, right? Um, and that's sometimes the, we, we find ourselves on a defensive mm. rather than an offensive. Mm. And so things have already happened, and then we're thinking, how do we need to respond to that's this? It. And by the time we've thought that through, they've moved on to the next thing. Mm. And it's almost like we're responding to things two years down the line after it's already started, and mm. so our rebuttals aren't as effective because it's not 
we're not on, on the heels of the thing, mm-hmm. but rather we're like dealing with the shadow of it. So then on, on that point, at this point where we are now, um, what should our response be? And, and let, let me let me preface that with, with this, because this sort of, this part of it came because I don't know if you bank with Barclays at all. No. Right, so if you got the Barclays app, mm-hmm. after an update, I think a couple of weeks ago, the Barclays icon mm-hmm. changed from blue to the rainbow colors mm. in support of Pride Month. And you've got all these, you know, Sainsbury's will put on there. Yeah. We support LGBTQ. So many companies are doing it, which again, I understand for them is just marketing. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my qualm was if I am to claim offense at this, mm. I am automi- automatically being called homophobic. Mm-hmm. And so what should my response be? Now, if I'm not allowed to be upset by the fact that you're pushing this agenda down my throat, whereas if I'm to push an agenda down anyone's throat, they'll be like, if I'm even not even push, but if I'm to suggest mm. maybe you're not the cosmic mistake of an ape deciding mm. that he wants to drink tea and you were designed by a god, I am offending someone, I'm shoving my religion down their throat. Yeah, I think, um. This world definitely lives on double standards. Um, <laughs> there you go. Definitely lives on double standards. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the way that I've, I've come to understand it is almost um, we want to be so tolerant that we have to be intolerant at something like collectively mm. to be able to, to be collectively yeah. tolerant towards yeah. other things. And... Um, it's almost again it, it's so we are intolerant towards anything that we find oppressive mm. and so we try to push against anything and everything that seems to oppress personal expression okay okay and there might be like pockets in which this doesn't necessarily apply Um, Mm. apply. so for example people are a lot generally people are a lot more tolerant to other religions than Mm. to Christianity yeah Um, some because of fear some some because because of yeah that's not the word I wanted to use but this is a Christian podcast Mm. but and it's just like um, a sense of danger a Mm. sense of like real imminent danger surrounds unrightly so some religions mm. and so you don't want to push that button just in case like you you prod the hornet's nest and mm. you, you release something that you don't necessarily want and so you're a little bit more tolerant there mm. but the guys who are kind of proclaiming and preaching love you're like yeah I well i mean we very well preach turn the other cheek so that's an invitation isn't it and these times we the crusades just started just yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's and i think there's been a real sense in which um there might be a sense in which like Christianity is being scapegoated. Mm. Um, I don't see people really lifting any Hindu um, symbols, any no. um, Ju- Jewish symbols, any mm. Islamic symbols. We've got the swastika. Yep. The swastika yep. was yep. a Buddhist symbol. Of, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and that's that, interesting. funny enough, that was anti-Semitic. Cemented. Yeah, it's anti-Semitic, yeah. Where it's like very much targeted against that. So it's like yeah. we're taking your symbols and we're going to use it against you. Yeah. And so 
if we do make a correlation, it's almost like we're taking the Christian symbols and we're using them against you. Mm, mm. Um, which is a very fascinating correlation to make as soon as you mentioned it. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, it's like I can I, I, I understand the notion behind it, the sentiment behind it, different shades of life, different shades of love, but still unified, still kind of showing the same thing. Um, and my, my thing as well is, for me, it boils down to you got bigger problems than the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got way bigger problems yeah. than the rainbow. It's yeah. like you've taken something that God has shown to us in a loving way, and you're using it as almost like wagging your fists in his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I say that not necessarily, not necessarily saying that homosexuality is the worst or anything like that. I think we've no. discussed that so many yeah, times. For yeah. hopefully, for you to be able to understand that that's not our stance or our take yeah. on it. Yeah. Our take is literally like regardless of whatever you're whatever if you don't know jesus is yeah. it's, it's a downhill slide i think the perfect summation is being gay won't take it to hell as in as well just as much as being straight won't take it to heaven <laughs> this is it so yeah it's just like um we 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 take what god has given us and we use it to to almost like cause him to anger Mm. So we take the trees that he's given us to carve idols. Mm. And it's just mm. like, yeah, it's like yeah. we take the bodies that he's given us mm. to submit it to things that like just don't do him any justice. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I feel like this is one of those things. Mm. Um, I don't know how we need, how we should respond. respond. Yeah. I, 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 what I do, what I do feel is, um, who God is mm. and who we are in him holds more weight than the symbol of the right rainbow right. Mm. and who they have a potential to be in him also has more significance than the rainbow. Mm. Um, mm. The rainbow was a symbol yeah. and I believe that Christ is the fullness of that symbol. Mm -hmm. And so there's the reality in which in knowing Christ, you almost come to taste more concretely, not just God, God not destroying the world with water, but God not destroying you with fire. Mm. And mm. so in that correlation, in us stressing a relationship with Jesus above and beyond how you're misappropriating our symbols and all of those things, mm. we almost make what's of first importance still of first importance. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think, and, and I think that's one benefit or, or one thing i'm grateful for the podcast uh for is it gives me an opportunity to think through certain mm. things because i haven't known what to think up until this point mm. um and, and what you said i thought uh, what you said i think gave me like final clarity on this um concept of christian symbols being almost expendable mm. and being useful for useful up to a point but not necessary for entry into heaven if i'm to mm. go to an extreme yeah. and, and i and i use that from you know the um god telling moses to raise a bronze serpent yeah. and then having to go against it because yeah. people start to worship yeah. that image um and, and just as you said you know the household idols using trees to form idols or worshiping the trees yeah. or worshiping the elephants worshiping the creator things um 
all the symbols end up being somewhat expendable because they are all just to point you to mm. something. I want to get to that thing. You don't need yeah. those symbols anymore. So God himself will say, don't pray to images of yeah. me. And yet people might treat even the cross as yeah. some sort of idol yeah. that you have to go and kneel down yeah. in front of the cross yeah. and pray to it. Or get a the... Just, just <laughs> There's a bit of self judgment there. Um, not on my side. Anita wouldn't let me have a um, and a tattoo. Um, she still won't let me have a tattoo. Anita, <laughs> would you let him get a tat? Anita's like, like, why? Like, why? So what? What? What if it was if it was your name? If it was Zara's date of birth, dude, dude, she won't even let me get Bible verses. <laughs> really? She won't like. She not. She's not getting a. What, what if? There is no point, really. What, what if we wanted to get one one six? Romans one sixteen, unashamed of the gospel of God. It's the power of God unto salvation. <laughs> you think you think Bible verses will change your life? You think I haven't tried that? <laughs> oh, I'll get Jehovah. No, he needs to be in your heart, not on your skin. Very true, but yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, she and he was just saying there's nothing bad. It's not a judgment thing, but yeah, there's no yeah, need for it. Yeah. I don't need it. Do you know? I, I I was just being I was just being devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got yeah. a body full of tats. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just being devil's advocate. Um, but no, it, it's it's this idea that symbols, in and of themselves, end up being expendable. Yeah, and so I don't really like now thinking about it, in as much as. I, you know, I, I was thinking, I want to be offended by this. I mm. want to be able to be offended by yeah. this, even though I don't really care. Um, it's not necessary. Yeah. Because like you said, it, it, it's about something bigger. Yeah. Um, moving on, mm-hmm. because this wasn't the only thing, and we've still got a little bit of time. We may very well have Boris Johnson as our prime minister soon. <laughs> He's been leading in all the polls up until now. Um Hey, this is this is like a Trump type situation, you know, the, the, and that's where I'm going because I feel like <laughs> not saying that May was was Barack Obama, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, if uh, if nothing at all, she can't dance like he can dance, so she doesn't qualify to even be compared. No, but um, with Brexit, it almost or with what what's been going on with America and Britain so far is Britain does something silly like Brexit, mm. and America's like, hold my beer. Let me show you what <laughs> goes and elects Trump as president. Yeah. And now, I mean, all the polls up until, um, and we're recording this on the 7th, Boris has been leading mm. significantly. And is, you know, it, right now it's his position to lose as opposed to something that he almost needs to work mm. for it. But the the question or the thing I'm thinking about is Trump, in as much as he surprised the world Mm -hmm. with his election was the first president to step into North Korea Mm -hmm. has brokered a relationship with North Korea Mm -hmm. has done a lot of things that are not reaching the narrative because I I would say the stupid things outweigh Mm -hmm. the other things that he seems to have been doing so if Trump has done significant things like record breaking things Mm -hmm. Is uh, are we? Uh, what's our relationship with the narrative that's presented about a person and the actions of a person, mm. and should that inform our attitude towards Boris becoming prime minister? 
because I think for similar reasons, he seems to be the one person who is crazy enough to just work mm. in delivering some sort of Brexit that has proven in you know impossible so far. Mm. Yeah, you know that's that's a difficult one. Um, <laughs> Because the guy just... <laughs> if you yeah. can't manage your hair, how are you going to manage a country? How are you going to manage a country? But um, what, what you, there's definitely truth and weight to what you said. It's like... Mm. Um, yes, there's something to be said about competent leaders. Mm. Not saying that Trump and um, Boris aren't competent. I think that might be... Yeah. Not saying that Trump and Boris aren't competent. Um but there, there's some questions around around the yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but as you said, it's it's almost like they just might be crazy enough no. to make things work. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 that reality where it's just like, again, it takes me back to God using the the foolishness of the world to confound, yeah. confound the wisdom mm. um, or the wise. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a weird one. It really is a weird one. Um because like Trump has undone some of the good things that have been put into place. Yeah. But equally has done some some amazing things. Yeah. Um now for those who are struggling under what has been undone, they'll be like, Cool, you walked into North Korea, that's that's fine. But now I don't have we, we ain't yeah. we ain't got Obamacare. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there's there's like hit and misses. Mm. Yeah, in terms of Boris, I don't. There there seems to be a lot of um, yeah, like question marks yeah. around his leadership. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that there's just a sense of uncertainty as to what he's actually going to do. Mm. And I, I'm actually like slightly impressed that he is in the stage that he's in right now mm. um but yeah i really don't know yeah no you're, you're completely right and i think for me what what it's what this whole thing i've been thinking about is because actually i should say this as well i think we need to be careful with what we do with our social media and how we allow that to inform mm. our ideas because naturally what social media is going to do is it's either going to feed you the things you want to hear which is where the algorithm is going now yeah. or it's going to feed you the things which will keep you engaged mm -hmm. if those are things that will make you angry um or those are things that you know will uh, will trigger your lust whatever it's primary focus is keeping you engaged however it can so what i've noticed with social media is it highlights the parts of um, conversation that we 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 get either really happy and engaged with mm. or really angry and engaged with because mm. that's the end point is the engagement yeah and so f I think we have to be very intentional with allowing for social media to be our source of information because mm -hmm. it's only going to give you yeah. not for you to be informed but for you to be engaged yeah. and what that means is it hides it presents a skewed view of mm. what the truth might be mm -hmm. so for me it was I intentionally went to follow some right wing um, sources mm -hmm. to see what they're thinking mm. and to also mess up my the algorithm's opinion of me just because that's the thing that people are doing nowadays um, 
make sure that technology doesn't know too much about. Yeah. And it started highlighting certain things. I was like, I would never see. This. I, I'm not hearing about this. Mm. I'm hearing about the false, the fake news. I'm hearing yeah. about the stupid remarks. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing about the good things that he's doing until I went to go and follow this far right people mm. just to see what's going on. And I was like, huh, because our algorithm wouldn't, wouldn't show me that because yeah. that won't get me engaged. Yeah. And so I think this is just a side note. We should be careful how we allow the news to inform mm. us, especially if our news is governed by algorithms yeah. and not just breaking news as it was, mm. you know, whatever's going on in the world, yeah. BBC are going to present it. Yeah. Even if they have an agenda, they're going to present it because mm-hmm. it's going on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they want you to look at their screen. Yeah. So they're giving you things to look at the screen, not necessarily to inform you. Yeah. Now, that said, I think for me, all of this thing just reminded me that God doesn't say to usurp your leaders or to rise up against them mm-hmm. even if you might be smarter even if you might be more qualified it mm-hmm. says to pray for your leaders yeah. and that he has put them in a position of authority mm-hmm. and so i'm looking at this boris johnson thing i'm looking at the trump thing and i'm looking at it from the point of as opposed to you know maybe if, if i am required to vote i'd go and vote with boris and jeremy hunt you don't need to because yeah. it's a conservative thing but as opposed to criticizing or being negative pray for and see what God is going to do through them because ultimately if we believe in the sovereignty of God which I know at very least you do <laughs> um, and, and I do of course as well then it's God that's allowed for him to be there yeah. and put him there and God knows best yeah so for me that's going that's been my response um which is in as much as I don't really rate the guy I don't think mm. I I you know any, anything i watch of him i'm just like it's weird but if god's putting him there whoever god puts there i will pray for because that's uh, authority over me being in this country yeah um and i am instructed by my bible which is my ultimate authority to pray for those people yeah definitely um there was definitely that came came to mind when you were, um when i was going through it where it's just like Yeah, it's 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 weird where it's just like we still need to um like r- regardless of how things turn out to still trust in the leadership of God in the situation and to pray on behalf of um the person who's in leadership. And it's this this isn't necessarily like um pertaining directly to governance of a country. But when I was working in Sainsbury's a while ago, almost like six years ago, wow. Working in Sainsbury's, my supervisor. No, this this was- Sainsbury's history is real. Eight eight years ago, (laughs) about almost eight years ago, my uh, supervisor was literally like on my case mm. for every least thing that I could do. Um, and as she was getting on my case, I was always like, obviously, as you would be getting frustrated, I was like, why is this woman just always on my case? Mm. And I was convicted that just pray for her. And I did. Mm. Now, I'm not going to say change that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say the change. Answered prayer and she gave me a raise and (laughs) we lived happily ever after. It's like, 
It's far from it, but <laughs> I lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the change that came about was such a reminder that in doing what God has asked us to do, mm. we can rest assured to trust in him mm. to do what needs to be done. Mm. And so um, even if someone comes into power that we're like, absolute, don't know what you're doing here, mate. Just, just put, but I'm praying for this person. Mm. I think it's in Proverbs where it says that he is able to turn the hearts of kings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah like yeah. that is a reality. He's yeah. able to turn the hearts of kings yeah. to make decisions that they're like, I just feel this is a good idea to yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah, um, just trusting in the sovereignty of God and just being yeah. like, all right, um, this person's come on. I don't really think that he's qualified or he's the best person for the job, but we're going to pray yeah. and we are going to petition you. We're going to like just place this person into your hands yeah. and trust in you Mm. That as you rose Jesus from the dead, you can raise the situation. <laughs> it's that serious. It's that serious. Yeah. And I think uh, on that note, we get a place to wrap up. Mm. Um, hookups. Hey, yes. Hookups. So last week, do you have a hook? Were you about to go for? Oh that? no, no, go carry on, carry on. So last week, I had like put a um, pin. In in the po- in the thing hookup because I was like, my thing's gonna jump this space. week. Yeah. So yeah, the blog has officially been like relaunched. Um, yeah. Doing what I feel that I'm going to be doing with it consistently. Yeah. Um, so I've got like a month worth of posts already scheduled okay. and stuff. So okay. yeah, that's that's what I'm working towards. Hopefully everything goes well. Yeah. But yeah, the blog, my blog, um, it's. H Muse H on Tumblr. So like literally, I think it's like hmuseh.tumblr.com. Okay. Um, or if, if you are on Tumblr, just search H Muse H. Um, yeah, that's that's the blog. Like, I'm, and the reason I like Tumblr is, is like, it's so vast. Mm. And so even one like gasses me. <laughs> just like someone's seen it. Like. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just, you don't need to like, you don't need to comment, just so long as people are seeing the work, mm. I'm good. It's not like Instagram where it's about the numbers, it's yeah. about the likes and stuff. Mm. Tumblr for me is just, at least I've got one like. Mm. I'm happy with that. So yeah. Just need one like every week, just one. Bro, just one. one. <laughs> like last week, I dropped a poem and I got one follower, one like, and I was like, oh, hey. I like that. <laughs> and then Friday, a batch of images went out and I got one like and I was mm. like yo I like that so yeah it's like for me Tumblr is just someone's seen it mm. and like mm. I, I appreciate that because it's so vast of, of a space and mm. it isn't about the likes and the stuff like that mm. Mm. for me anyways whilst Instagram is Instagram has always been how many likes can I get how many hashtags can I like? mm. but yeah on Tumblr on the blogs just yeah so H Muse H so letter H M U S E H. Tumblr.com. All right. Yeah, I shall yeah. be including that in the um, show notes. Mine is a pre warning. <laughs> um, the, I think, 16th and 17th are prime days. Oh. Coming up. So. From now, a couple of things. <laughs> if you want to buy something, see if you can hold off until Prime Day. But then also, uh, start checking prices 
of things that you like. Mm. Because what tends or what ends up happening sometimes is the prices shoot up before Prime Day to then drop down to what they already were on Prime Day. And you're like, oh, 50% off. It's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> so um, to check that, to see if you're actually really going to get a deal. Um, and uh, yeah, to, 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 to be mindful of that. If they want something to help with that, there's an app called Price Buy. Um, that they can do. I know it's at least on Android. I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be on Apple. Um, but price by you, you know, keying the details of whatever you want. Maybe it's a shoe or whatever, and it will give you like a indication when it goes down in price. Um, so those are always uh, price useful as well. So on yeah, iOS. <laughs> um, Prime Day is coming, but do your homework so that you don't buy into fake deals ah, is the hookup interestingly there's two different versions of it so there's one yeah with a with a space in between the price and the spy and another yeah. one cheekily without a space so the the one that i've got on android is the one, one without, without the space without yeah space. price buy yeah so that one's got like 105 reviews mm. and the other one's only got three there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it, I think it's worth being aware of some of these things because Amazon will just, um, at the end of the day, they're not a charity. They're a business. So if they've got a whole day full of deals and some of those deals are fake, it's not surprising, really. Ooh, but but apparently in the Philippines, they are, I think it's Philippines, they're um, currently deliberating if they're going to allow people to sue Amazon directly for faulty goods sold through their um, channels. If they if that is passed, mm. floodgates yeah. wide open. But what Amazon will probably do <laughs> then is change their um, their terms and conditions. Yeah, or yeah. Just change Prime or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Well, yes. Anyway, uh, again, now nah, for real. Hope um, hopefully Robert will be around next week. Um, I should be around next week. Um, I might not be around next week. There you go. <laughs> uh, but no, I think um, signposting, if you guys uh, want to find us, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us on tbsfurnace at hotmail.co.uk. Um, we are on hotmail.com. all... Hotmail.com. Hotmail.com. It's been a while. <laughs> um, we are on all uh, podcasting websites and apps. Um, just search for the Blacksmith's Furnace. Uh, we're on the free ones, so you might not find us on Luminary, which is apparently a subscription-based podcast service now. Um, we are on SoundCloud. Just search for the Blacksmith's Furnace uh, with an apostrophe. Um, uh, Apple Music, we're on there. Um, I think that's about it. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. Shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Um, I think that's yeah, about it. That's it. Yeah, Miss Furnace signing out. Black, black. <laughs> that was such such a weak brat. <laughs> so I was like, I don't, uh, I don't know if it's black or brat. I'm like, black. <laughs> <laughs> uh,